The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Thursday the 3rd of September. In your Squiz today, a tough day on the economic front. The AFL Grand Final moves north. Getting answers out of Russia and interpreting a wink. This is your Squiz today. As expected, Australia received some of its worst ever economic news yesterday, Claire. Our economic growth went backwards 7% in the April-June quarter, confirming we're in a pretty serious recession. So that means now that we've had six months of our economy shrinking, it adds to that January-March result of negative 0.3%. It ends our longest continuous streak of economic growth of 28 years. Analysts, though, were very quick to point out that the scale of what's happening now is that much greater than that 90s recession that we had to have. The recession we had to have was what it was sort of coined as back then. Of course, there's no surprises as to why this is happening, cue COVID. Roughly 1 million jobs have been impacted, Claire. So to help, we know the government is spending $300 billion odd dollars. There's likely to be more. Yeah, and the Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, has to deliver the delayed budget in four weeks' time. So we'll wait and hear whether there's more stimulus to come. Of course, things are changing fairly quickly and you can't just tell exactly where we'll be in four weeks' time. So uh, we'll wait and see where that all pans out. But certainly it's more bad news and it'll be bad news for some time while those COVID restrictions are in place. Another little bit of bad news potentially for Victorians, again, not unexpected, but for many it'll be tough to take. The AFL Grand Final will be held in Queensland this year, Claire, the first time ever it's been held outside of Victoria. There's been a couple of times that it hasn't been held at the MCG in the past, but it's certainly never been held, uh, not in Victoria, heading to the Gabba in Brisbane now. It will be played at night for the first time, something that those in the know say the AFL has been keen to test out for a little while now. Having it at night will also ensure it won't clash with the Cox Plate. That's being held on the same date, and that date is the 24th of October. China's Foreign Ministry spokesperson Claire says that Australia is paranoid. This is in relation to concerns about the detention of Australian journalist Cheng Lei, as well as trade penalties taken out against our beef, barley and wine industries. We knew China was talking about us and, of course, calling us paranoid doesn't help. But, yes, of course, uh, whether it's Qing, whether it's barley, beef and wine exports, whether it's that relationship that we've had with China that's been tainted over our government's push for an inquiry into the origins and China's handling of the coronavirus, things aren't great. And certainly what China's government said yesterday is that things need to get back onto a better foot and Australia needs to do better. And there's more trouble on the barley front. On Tuesday night, China suspended barley imports from Australia's largest grain exporter, CBH, after it claimed that pests were found in shipments. That's claims the company and our Attorney General says are false. Over in Germany, that's where prominent Russian opposition figure Alexei Nalvani is recovering from being poisoned in mid-August, Claire. Now, German Chancellor Angela Merkel has said that he was the victim of an attempted murder and that the world would look to Russia for answers. 
The use of Novichok, of course, is a really extreme thing and very worrying for the world. It's a Russian-made nerve agent. It was used to poison former Russian double agent Sergei Skripal uh, and his daughter Yulia in the UK in 2018. As for Alexei Navalny, he is still in a coma and uh, still having treatment there. There's still a way for him to go to return to health if that's on the cards for him. To Lebanon and the World Bank estimates that the explosion in Beirut some weeks ago has caused about US $4.6 billion in direct damage. The effect on Lebanon's economy, Claire, amounting to another $3.5 billion. In light of this, French President Emmanuel Macron is offering to host an aid conference in mid-October to help. The first conference was held not long after that explosion and that first visit by Macron to Lebanon. He says that he's willing to do it again and also to bring the world on board. But there has to be big change in the government structure of Lebanon, he says. He says that the ruling elite really have made life difficult for people living in Lebanon and that change needs to be made for the country to be successful in the future. It was only days after the explosion that the government there in Lebanon resigned a Prime Minister-designate has been appointed in the interim. Some news on the COVID-19 vaccine front. There's been a bit of talk that it might be possible that antibodies produced by people infected with COVID-19 to fight the virus are short-lived. A new study seems to debunk this, Claire. Yeah, and this is the thing about COVID-19. As a new virus, there's not a lot known about it and how it responds. And of course, all these studies are really getting to the heart of it now. Uh, of course, remember, it really was the only the start of this year that this all happened. So uh, to get some research that says that uh, the antibodies after someone has been infected or potentially have had a vaccine uh, hang around in the body for a while and actually help people stave off COVID-19 is very encouraging. We have a squeeze shortcut on vaccines. If you'd like to understand a bit more about where things are up to with a COVID-19 vaccine and on squeeze shortcuts today, we're releasing one all about Australia's aged care system, Claire. Aged care, of course, has been in the focus of not just the government, but the media and many, many families around the country who are struggling with loved ones during this lockdown time. And of course, lots of terrible stories coming out there. So we look into the structure of aged care and the pressure that it's been under. A link to that is in your episode notes and up on our website, thesquiz.com.au. Big news for Royal Watchers, Claire. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex, we're talking Harry and Meghan, have reached a deal with Netflix. They've signed up to produce content, they say. It's going to be inspirational and it's also going to help inform people and bring people together. Netflix were really pleased with the deal that they've done. No word, though, of how many dollars were involved. The head of Netflix over there in the US said he was incredibly proud that the royal couple has made the company their creative home. And Claire, a wink from someone can be interpreted in a few ways. Sometimes it's that you're in on a joke. Sometimes it's a sign of affection. Sometimes it's just a misread eye twitch. (laughs) Sometimes it's flirty. A new book by Donald Trump's former advisor, Sarah Sanders, talks about the wink she received from North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. 
And look, certainly as far as US President Donald Trump was concerned, it wasn't a misread sign at all. Trump thought that uh, Kim Jong-un was really interested in Sanders and encouraged her to take one for the team. He said that, you know, uh, her husband and her children might miss her, but if it led to better relations with North Korea and the world, then perhaps it was something she could she could consider. I think uh, a few people have had a bit to say about that. Speaking for myself <laughs> is the book that Sarah Sanders has written. It's not so much a tell-all as a bit of a homage to Donald Trump. It'll be released next Tuesday. That goes to our subject line as well. Today I've gone for the Harry Connick Jr. Uh, song, We Go Together Like a Wink and a Smile. Oh, beautiful. I don't know about Sarah Sanders. I don't know if Sarah Sanders <laughs> thinks that she goes together with Kim Jong-un, but, you know. She really doesn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> And for our Squeeze Kids fans out there, we have a special out today with Andy Griffiths. He's one of Australia's most popular children's authors and answers questions directly from Squeeze Kids. We were flooded with questions for this one, Claire. Yeah, really popular one. And Andy was very generous with his time. Lots of answers about exactly what his creative process is like and uh, that Treehouse series that is just wildly popular. Yeah, a link to that is in your episode notes as well. That's all from us this Thursday. Enjoy your day. We'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. 